Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. It is six minutes after two o'clock on Life Happens. This is SAFM. My name is Pimelo Mutine. So the Eastern Cape government continues to call for intensification of monitoring in initiation schools to ensure there is no increase of COVID-19 and no subsequent death as well. So the question is, should we be talking about the future of initiation schools and what the implications thereof are for young boys. The Eyes of the Naked is a novel written by Alita Hamanis. He also penned a piece, a really compelling piece, where he argues the case for regulation and for hospital circumcision. So we're having this conversation for an entire hour. And I know, I know many of you are saying, so why is she opening up this discussion? Who is she to be talking about if and if we shouldn't be having? Well, it's an opinion piece that was written on Daily Maverick. And uh, I, I dare say if it's out in the public so we can talk about it. Lita Hermanis joins us now on Skype. Thank you so much for, for bearing it open, Lita, and for allowing us into the minds of young people who come from initiation schools. Good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Pamela. How are you doing? And hello to your listeners as well. We well, Lita. What was of paramount importance for you in, in number one, number one, the book that you've written? And secondly, as well, penning this opinion piece. What is it that you really wanted us to, to think through? Um, I, it's a very complicated uh, thing for me, uh, Wena Pimelo, because... Um, I think even how you introduced it now to say that I'm arguing for hospital circumcision, I'm certainly am not. Um, what I what I was doing with the with the piece, I'll speak about the book later, perhaps if there's a chance again to add it. But um, I was I was I was writing the piece because you know two things happen um, when you're young. You dream of going um, when you when you're young and you're a closer man and you or or, or, or you're growing up in, in in such a community is you grow and you dream of one day becoming a man and part of what that entails i mean you become a man naturally by growing up but part of what that entails within your community is that you have rites of passage that have your peers and other people who are older than you recognize you as having come of age now you could do this in two ways one by doing it the, the traditional route and many of us grow up wanting to go the traditional route because from quite early on, we understand that this is the respectable uh, way of doing it that everybody would like to do it in. However, you then meet the reality of, and especially around the time that I went, not only were the, were the, were the problems linked to botched circumcisions, amputations, and or death, but there was also rampant HIV at the time when, when HIV was really still a death sentence. Um, and so you then had to wonder as a child, which side do I go? I do want to go what is the more real, more respected route, but there is then the option of going to hospital. But then the option of going to hospital leaves you with such shame that many of the people I know who went to hospital further, I mean, later on, would deny that they went to hospital, you know, when they were in public spaces on public gatherings, because it brought about a fair amount of shame on them. Um, and the whole thing is that actually when you turn 17, 18, around, around when, you know, I, I got circumcised and, and, and the same age that many people get circumcised, you're still under your parents' care. And they are the ones who decide for you. For, for the most part, I didn't decide whether I was going to go to the hospital or not. My mom and my dad did that. And if I decided any which way, they would have still said to me, 
listen, we appreciate that you want to go the traditional route. However, because of what exists out there, the fears that we have for your life and for your health, you need to go to hospital. And so I did go the hospital route. But for many, many years, Pimelo, I felt shame for that uh, for that decision on my parents' part and obviously my 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 part in it. So, you know, you, you were correcting me saying that you're not arguing for hospital circumcision, I suppose, maybe. Per se. So, so what are you arguing for? Um, I'm arguing for the custodians of the culture to have it such that the parents don't have to decide to take their kids to hospital because the kids are only taken to hospital because of the rampant danger and the fear of what might happen to their children once they go the traditional route. However, if you have gone, like many people, there's many, many, many people I know who then go the hospital route, but then wear shame and then lie uh, to themselves initially, you know, and then to other to everybody else uh, who then is privy to their circumcision journey. They lie to them and say, I, I went the traditional route. So what that does psychologically to a human being to live a lie every time you go home in December and you have to go to another young man's uh, uh, coming out party or as umkidi as we call it, mm-hmm. when you sit with the men there, then you, are, you, you put yourself in a position to always be lying, to always be looking over your shoulder to, to think who's going to know that I'm really a man, who, you know, because other people actually did see you at the hospital when they were there as well. Um, I don't know, as part of the piece, I did, in, you know, include a part where I was talking about a gentleman who was accosting me in public. Uh, this was at a Holiday Inn parking lot, uh, lots of uh, girls around. And you can imagine for an 18-year-old with girls around and, and, and your manhood is being questioned, you know. Um, and so this guy was questioning my manhood uh, and he had gone the more traditional route. And so he had the authority, you know, as the community allows uh, to then question me and, and, and put me to shame, as it were, or shame me, as it were. However, two of the friends he was with were people who were actually with me in the medical side uh, of the circumcision. However, with their friend, their friend didn't know that these guys had also gone where I'd gone. Otherwise, he would have taken them to task as well. So there are a lot of people are hanging, you know, in groups where people are lying to themselves and each other and feeling shame. And I think really what I was doing with the piece was saying, listen, there's danger. Uh, There's more danger rather with the traditional route. And until the custodians of culture take care of that in a decided way, because I mean, we're talking about it today, but this is a problem that has lasted for years and years and years. I mean, when I went was in 1994 and you know, we are now in 2021, we are still talking about deaths. Uh, which happen at an incredible rate. Amputations, I mean, I think in the last 13 years, uh, something like 8,000 uh, hospital admissions, uh, 300 ampu- uh, sorry, amputations, you know. And so it doesn't become any better with time, although regulation is there, although attempts are made. But the fact is nobody would like to volunteer their child to go into a situation where they are either not coming back or coming back uh, with an amputated member uh, which leads to a variety of, of, of other things like uh, suicide attempts and or successful suicides. It leads to a huge psychological problems. I, I know here in South Africa, for example, in 2014 was the first successful uh, penis tra- transplant done, done at Tigerberg Hospital. Um, and that came 20 years after I'd gone uh, on my own journey. Mm. And so it means everybody since that year 
that has faced an amputation has had to live either with a prosthetic or none and their lives because also manhood if you get damaged there still manhood is sort of based on your virility and all these other things and so if you are amputated there it means for the rest of your life you no longer become a man in the in in the community in the community's eyes and even among your peers and the people you interact with and and some of the women you want to you know to have relations with or end up getting married to it creates a whole range of problems mm. psychological problems that nobody because people hide it even from their mothers because for example mm. with single mothers yeah. uh, you will find that uh, you know Let's yeah. say you are a mother, Pimelo, yeah, and, yeah. I'm, and, I'm, and I'm your son, I God forbid. It. I get it. I get it. I so get yeah. it. I, see, I get the complexities there. Let me bring in Mamkeli Ngam, who is a Cocta Eastern Cape Corporate Governance and Traditional Affairs spokesperson to the conversation. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us, Mr. Ngam. Uh, welcome to the show. Okay. Uh, good afternoon, Pimelo, and uh, to SAF listeners and uh, to Lita as well. Mm. From, from Compliments you, of the new year. Absolutely. Thank you so much and same to you. From from what you've been hearing with Lita raising these these questions and these concerns more than anything, uh, and we've heard these before, according to you, is hospital circumcision shameful? Sure. Pimelo, you see, we, we, I can agree more with the sentiments that Lita shared. A, 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 a few minutes ago in this uh, in this um, interview, the the issue of Ubaluko is very much complicated, Pimelo, mm. uh, 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 for a number of reasons. One reason would be around uh, the the issue that relates to the commercialization of the practice itself. Uh, nowadays, we've got uh, many people who claim to be practitioners. For instance, starting from Inwebi, that is your traditional surgeons. Mm-hmm. To your to your Amakanga, that is uh, caregivers. Mm. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's an issue that has been commercialized a great deal. Mm. Also, the role of parents therein. We 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 continue to talk about um, the issue of uh, some parents commercializing uh, the issue of selling their boys to the mountain, because you find a situation where some parents have got a imikalel or so bafunabakubuye. They want uh, the 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 return back of the of the material or the monetary value that they contributed to to their friends and them um, and relatives. So it's a very complicated matter, which at the end of the day compromises the the boy, puts the boy at the center of this whole problem. And also, thirdly, the the, the 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 what we're emphasizing as government is that the role of parents is central. Uh, pre, during, and post the practice of Uraluko. It's parents who see that uh, their, their, their kids or the, the, their boys are ready for, to undergo the practice. They needed to do everything uh, in their power to sit them down, explain all this process that's supposed to be, to be undertaken so that uh, there is a safe passage to manhood. Unfortunately, you, we're finding a situation where uh, in, the, in the process, uh, some parents, uh, they shrink their responsibility in terms of uh, following what government is putting in place. For instance, the issue of pre-medical examination, ensuring that a proper IMB is found, a proper ikangata is found. Because uh, there is also what is happening in the community where the young people have taken over, they have usurped the practice of Ulalugo to themselves as a, as, as a way of making quick back, as a way of making some kind of quick benefits. And you find out that uh, in certain instances, uh, parents have uh, sort of um, abdicated their responsibility. But what we are saying as government is that the practice itself does not kill 
what kills is the lack of care. Is the, user, is, is the fact that uh, some people have usurped the authority of parents uh, uh, to look after their kids. Hence, we are finding all these kind of situations. Because um, in terms of the, the, the reasons in certain instances for the death of these boys, one, it has to do with uh, dehydration. They are not being given water. There is lack of parental care, uh, septicemia. Hence, we are saying... Um, Parents need to be there 24 hours, and 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 we are also mindful of the fact that they are female-headed households, wherein we encourage them to to try and and bury whatever differences are there with their family members, so that their brothers, their their brothers and their cousins and other relatives can begin to work hand in glove with the parent who with the female parent whose boy is undergoing the ritual. Because I, I can tell you, Pimelo, the situation in uh, 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 is quite very sad. Because the, the young Nkweta there is, is, is vulnerable. You know, anything can happen to him. Anybody can uh, meet out whatever kind of uh, abuse is there. Because the person does not know the right and the wrong. Hence, hence we are saying uh, the parental involvement is a, is a matter that must be emphasized all the time to ensure the safe passage of this boy to men. I'm I'm hesitant at the parental involvement issue because Lita was ringing, bringing up an issue of sing, single parents, and and I and I'm also just wondering. Okay, so in an instance where it there is a single parent, it's a woman. There are no other male figures in the family. It gets quite tricky. I want to just think about that and then come back with that response, as well as many others that I see calling through. I see your voice notes as well. I'm going to come back with those. Start dialing in as well on 011-714-2006 and keep those WhatsApps coming on 0614-104-107. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Hi, Pemelo. A very sensitive issue that you're discussing today. Uh, my colleague, a very best friend of myself and my family, passed away uh, last Wednesday. And I told the family that I wasn't going to be able to go and attend it. But the, the kids, the brothers and the wife, they told me that that's unacceptable because they already put me on the people that are going to speak for friends. So I didn't have a choice. I, I had to go there you know as difficult as it, it was i went there and i had to do it you know but it's difficult in these current situations edward from pumalanga isfm listeners and team nikita from pe it's best to look at best practice in the eastern cape there's the Kosa and the Sutu nations where you've not heard of um uh, death or there's very been few deaths in years it's best to look at what they ought to get lessons from those traditional leaders or traditional councils and committees for initiation and there's also where i stay in mother or there was a doctor a female doctor who ended up helping uh initiates with um both, uh surgery getting uh, medical attention that was doctor really she's since late now so i think it's best to try to do everything that can be done to bring back the boys alive 
Hello, Pimelo, and, and and to your guests on the line, SFM um, SFM listeners as well. I wanna I wanna pose a question again to to the MEC, to the spokesperson of Cogta in the Eastern Cape, because I feel like he didn't answer the question when you initially asked him. So I'll ask again: um, Is medical male circumcision at hospitals or clinics shameful? That was the question. So, is that a yes or no? It's Kanye in Katlehong. Okay, let me bring it um, from Cocta in the Eastern Cape, Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs spokesperson. Uh, that question, I think, comes from a listener who says maybe you didn't respond to that. Um, and we will come back to the issue of, of parenting in a short while. The question yes. was, in, in your view, is hospital circumcision shameful? Uh, again, again, Melo, if you recall, my response was sort of generic to say I can't agree more with the sentiments expressed by Lita. That includes the issue of shame that is associated with those people who go uh, the medical uh, route. It, it, it's, it's a very serious issue in our communities. If you don't go the traditional way, Pimelo, uh, you will be ostracized in, the, in our communities. You won't have a, a, any kind of dignity, as, as Lita put it, be it uh, from uh, females or whoever, because everybody is supposed to, in our community, go through the traditional way. So, in a word, uh, MMC is an issue that is shameful in our communities. It's not acceptable. <laughs> then uh, the second issue around around uh, female-headed households is an issue that I tried to, to, to touch on. Wherein I was saying, for instance, uh, families needed to put their differences aside and begin to work together. Because my belief is that uh, families, in any family, there are men who can begin to, to work together to ensure the safe passage of these boys. However, Pumela, I, I wanted to, to also to make an addition that says, for instance, the challenges that we are faced with in the issue of Ugualogo. So don't be, uh, you know, taken in isolation from other societal ills that are there. Families are no longer as close-knit as they were. For instance, in the olden days, if I come from a female-headed household, I want to go to the mountain or I want to go to the bush, I would go with, uh, with the boys who have got fathers so that I get that kind of protection. So whatever is going to happen there, I'm also protected by the fathers, by the by the by the fathers of the boys whom I went to the bush with. So nowadays it's a situation wherein you find that thing is not happening anymore. Hence, I was saying uh, families must try and bury the hatred uh, so that, um, for the sake of the boys who are coming from female-headed households, I don't want to say, uh, for instance, um, a, a female-headed households are supposed to be hiring people because I would be also furthering the issue of commercialization. So, Kubaluleki in Lubapa is very important that we must go back to the principles of Ubuntu, where there's a, there's a, there's a potential or a vulnerability, a potential or vulnerability of a boy. We need as a community to begin to come closer together and, and ensure that we protect that particular child by um, enlisting the support of um, other, other members of the community so that she, he gets the same protection as other people. Because if that person, for instance, from that boy from a female-headed household goes to the bush, the mother is going to be very difficult for the mother to be kept abreast as to what is happening there. Whereas uh, if, for instance, uh, I go to the bush with uh, 
a with a boy or boys who have got fathers. I'm I'm getting that protection. Those are the kind of dynamics you know, that uh, we continue to encounter on a daily basis. So each each season we encounter those kinds of problems. So so then why is it difficult to address the issue of shame uh, circumcisions in hospitals? Because I suppose that's what Lita was saying. Was saying why don't we have room? for the different people who have who choose different ways of doing it and even for those who choose hospital circumcision to feel welcome in the community why can't we have that conversation no no Pumela, remember i said earlier on the issue of some of of of, of um, either traditional or mmc it's a parental decision it's a decision between the parents and the boys sure the options the options are there we, we do know of people who go to who go, who go the medical route. We know we do know that um, there are also people who go. The majority of people go the traditional route. The, the choices are there. Yes, no, Mr. Mgab, I wasn't asking about the choices. We're talking about yes. the shame, and why is it that we are not encouraging communities to embrace those who choose different? For, for, those are the issues that we talk about. But but us as government, remember, we cannot impose our views on government. On, on communities. If, for instance, a particular community is emphasizing traditional way of doing Ulalugo, uh, we cannot begin to say to them, no, you must also accommodate this one. It's a community thing, it's a, it's a tribal thing, it's an ethnic thing. You see, communities determine how they want to undergo the ritual. Lita, you want to respond to that? Um, first of all, um, Mr. Ngam, uh, thank you. Uh, I didn't get to a chance to greet you before. Yes, I'd like to uh, respond to that. Um, listen, it's quite difficult, as Mr. Ngam puts it. Um, the communities themselves are in a position to, you know, within a community, you don't find, I would say, broad brush strokes of people feeling a particular way. Within communities, you find pockets of people. Otherwise, I would never have been accepted at all by anyone. And many other people who have, because it's numbers upon numbers upon numbers of people. So there is a fair amount of acceptance. What needs to change, I think, is from people in the community, is messaging. Because as much as we have messaging around other things uh, that need to change in society, I mean, currently we have an issue about masks and COVID. And we are constantly putting out messaging there to make sure that people are changing their behavior to fit into a way that is sort of a, a good for the for you know uh, good for the for for the rest for the rest of us um and so i think a similar thing needs to happen in a decided way with medical male circumcision and when i say medical male circumcision sometimes these things can be muddled up because medical male circumcision as far as i understand it at least um could be something that one does and goes afterwards to go write a test an exam somewhere and it's quite different for somebody who actually wants to go into the bush but would actually just like to bypass the step of being cut by somebody who is trustworthy in that you know, they are responsible to something greater than themselves. I'll give you an example uh, of what uh, Miss, uh, uh, the I, EC, I, Eastern Cape... Do me a favor, Lita. I've got to go to the headlines. If you don't mind, can we just pause there for a second and then you can expand on that thought, please. I have to go to the headlines. It is 2.30. Let me go to Nandika Bukas for the latest in headlines. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. I beg your pardon there, Lita. I had to cut you there while you were still expanding on your thought. Please go ahead. Sure. I, I think I was about to begin to talk about um, the Eastern Cape Premier, uh, Oscar Ma- <clears throat> uh, Mabuyani, I, I believe. Oscar Mabuyani, right? Uh, and reading in a, 
in an article uh, about the 11 boys who have since died in, in this latest uh, season. Um, he's quoted to, to, to be saying, we say all men should show remorse and regret over the deaths of the, of the 11 initiates. Now, while that sentiment seems, you know, well and good, it says all men, but unfortunately, and I think this is, uh, I stand corrected, but I think it is Dr. Ngliweni, the female a doctor who was in the Gramstown area, um, who was actually evoked by one of the, the voice notes now, whose name was evoked by one mm. of the voice notes. I stand, but I think it is her. She had said something very powerful um, uh, in, in a video I watched some years back when I was doing research for my book. Um, she said, it's all well and good that men feel remorseful and say we should change this and we should change this or boys should not be killed. But everything is done in the passive voice. Nobody ever raises their hand you know, people could say, ah, we lost 20 boys this, this season or we lost 30 boys this season. But nobody's ever going to raise their hand and say, I mutilated three boys this mm -hmm. season or I killed five uh, boys this season. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always a, mm -hmm. a thing. And I think it's, a, uh, uh, it's something that, that needs to be talked about in the sense that if you actually are in a situation where you damage people in that way, there should be accountability that goes beyond sort of a nebulous identity of who these traditional men are. People should be brought forward, even in public, to then account for how are they conducting this business that they are conducting. Whether they ended up in that business because of the commercialized nature of it, whether because they, whether they, they, they are people who are real staunch believers and, and practitioners of culture, whoever does that sort of thing must not be grouped in a nebulous group of boys are dying because of such and such. It must be, I killed an X amount of boys or I had an X amount of, you know, mis, uh, misfortunes happen within my own circumcision practice. Hmm. Um, if you allow me to say a little bit on culture, uh, Pimelo, I don't know if, you, if I have, you know, <clears throat> the time and space for that. Um, but, let, let me quickly take uh, someone who's been waiting for quite a while, Lita, and maybe you can come back with that thought. Tembalitla, you're calling from Port Elizabeth. Thank you so much for your patience. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Tamar. Look, man, um, this topic, I feel like it's very, it's very complex mm. because within the the particular the coastal community, because I've been there, I was there, and um, I've got, I also have two sons, which I thought of doing them while they're still young, but yeah. then I was stopped by by their mother that look, you may be denying these kids a good opportunity of doing the traditional way. As a, as, a, as a person who went traditional way, I don't have any problem with traditional way. I'm saying this is a complex issue because when I was there in the mountain, I see certain forces, which which every every, every side this, this this thing becomes topical. No one wants to speak about that. I think there is some bit of some. You you saying you you saw what when you were in the mountain? I saw some couple of issues that may okay. be a, a contributor to this, okay. which. No, no, no part of society, whether wants to speak about, about those who've been there, wants to speak about mm. this. There is some bit of weakness in terms of spirituality there, where you need most faith. So some in some communities, they would speak about witchcraft rather than the, the, the actual thing being done wrong mm. or the actual treatment being done. You, you understand what I'm trying yeah, to say? I do. So I, I don't know in terms of, of culture, how did they get in the past, how did they used to do with this thing when it comes to spirit? Spiritually, spiritual doesn't have a religion, if I understand it right. So, I, I would, I would have some boys, or some some boys would say things that are not not adding up 
And if you look at them, there's nothing wrong. But they say it's as if some they are disturbed mentally. You understand what I'm saying? So there's a lot going on. And, and another point, if we keep debating this thing with some certain narrow, as if the, the hospital way is the, is the best option, that's fine. Remember, my, my grandfather used to tell me that most of black people, they used to be give birth inside the home. It took, it took many years for them to modelize, to give, a, to give it away to hospital. But there was certain in, 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 sort of sort of cooperation between the culture and, and the hospital to, to, together on this. So I, I, I'm getting a sense that we're blaming the traditional way rather than trying to come together and see how can we build this, how can we move this like nice way, not not to having to blame the other side of being wrong coming this side, this is right. You definitely have it wrong. Uh, You definitely have it wrong. Um, That's not the purpose of this conversation. The purpose of this conversation is to have an all-open conversation where even those who want to talk about hospital... I'm not saying in this case, I'm not saying in this topic. I'm I'm speaking in general, when we want to speak about when we're speaking about this previous seasons and previous Yes, you understand. Whatever right. I'm just saying based I, on that. I understand that. Thank you so much for that. I really All appreciate right. that, Mister Ngam. You know, there is something that I think um, a few people are raising that I think is such an interesting point. It, it would be difficult, let's say, for a youngster to come back and come to whoever, whoever the the, the trusted person is, and call out whatever has happened in the mountain if they themselves have only been there once, they've never been in an instant in an environment like that and actually wouldn't know what is wrong and what is right. So perhaps what I'm asking is that to what extent have we still got proper custodians also there to monitor those who are running the schools? Because yes, there are those who are running the schools, but I think there needs to be this other layer, and you were speaking about we must rely on, on neighborly good practice and so on, and, and, and others who go on behalf of other other sons. But do we have maybe enough of that happening at the moment, independent monitors that don't necessarily relate to anybody, but are there to just make sure that things are going the way they should? Ms. Amga? Yeah, you see, Pimelo, there's also a distinction that we needed to make here. Mm-hmm. This continued reference of initiation schools mm-hmm. is taught this whole thing. Because we call it Amabuma. The moment you talk about an initiation school, it's a totally different environment. Okay, can I just, can I make this distinction for me? Yes. It's important for me, for me, to continue calling it this way, and I'll tell you why. Yes. Because remember, we don't have this practice only happening um, in the Kosa culture. We happen yes. to have this conversation today with Kosa men, but it happens in many other instances with other, you know, other other groups as well. The Sotho groups, the, it ha- it happens quite widely. So I'm afraid if we're going to only keep it within the Kosa culture, we we are going to run into perhaps alienating others or taking excluding others out of this conversation. I don't know if that's okay with you. But me, me, I wonder to because there's a difference between what is happening Emma Bumini, mm-hmm. the traditional way, mm-hmm. and initiation schools. Okay, okay. Let, so, it's, so then maybe explain that difference so that we can we can. Because for follow. instance, when you talk about Emma Bumini, mm-hmm. you talk about a situation where two or three boys are staying in a bomber. Mm-hmm. Then, if you talk initiation school, you talk in commercialization. 
where about 10 to 20 boys are housed in a house, looked oh. after by a person who collects money. All right. So what, what do you advocate for? Me, me, I'm saying this issue of initiation schools is distorting uh, uh, this whole thing of Ugaluga. So okay. what I'm trying to say, I'm going to say, for instance, mm-hmm. if you talk about the situation that is happening in Emma Bumeni, you do find pockets of excellence mm-hmm. where there are elders who look after these boys. So, so can we, can we st- maybe help me work with you here? If you are saying that an issue of initiation school in itself is problematic, and I'm following you on that, then as Cocta, why do we still have those practices happen? Remember, I said, for instance, it is a practice adopted by different tribes, by different ethnic groups, by different communities. Mm-hmm. We can't prescribe to communities how they practice their culture. Yes. However, what I'm hearing you say, and unless if I'm not hearing you correctly, you are, you are not in favor of this. And, and, and you are speaking on behalf of government and you are raising your hand to say, I'm not buying into this. Is that what you're saying or am I hearing you wrong? I'm saying when we call them initiation schools, we rather try and emphasize Pimelo, mm-hmm. the Tosa name that we normally use, Amabuma, uh-uh. because it gives exactly the proper traditional way and meaning. I'm going to pause you there because we, I'm not okay. following you. I'm going to let's just okay. pause, come back with a break, and then we'll we'll continue this conversation. SAFM Prime Time all day long. Hi, uh, Mrs. Pumela. The problem is, Pumela, if you go to the hospital, the men in the Eastern Cape, they will end up uh, isolating you. When there is umkiti, as Lalin, they will isolate you. They will say, no, you are not a real man. If you are a real man, you should go to the mountain. So some of them, they end up like killing you if you go to the hospital. So that is why people they, uh, prefer to go to the mountain. I know people who did both, uh, who went to the hospital, then later they went to the mountain because of the pressure that they are getting from Eslalin, uh, from Andy Lepan. Hi, Tumara. Uh, good afternoon, everyone who's listening. I want to ask a question. I want to understand. Um, being a circumcised man and not circumcised, is there any difference? Why I'm asking is because I myself, I know circumcision, but I've never been circumcised. But I want to tell you now that I'm a man who has got 13 children. And maybe I still need more. What is the actual difference between becoming a circumcised man and a man who is not circumcised, who is having a wife and children, who is still want to do more children? I want someone to, or someone who is, those people who do circumcision in the mountains, is there any mark that shows that this one is a man? Oh, this one is not a man. Thank you. Wesley in, in Northwest. 
Hello, SFM and the listeners. Uh, my question to the guest is, uh, uh, back in the days, did we have the uh, such problem of having a boys uh, dying there, caught having? Because I started to see this happening more and more from 2000, yeah, 2000 up to now. So I don't, I just want to understand, is this was happening back on the days like what 1930s to 1994? What was happening actually at that time? It was safe or it wasn't safe? That's what I want to, I want to understand. It's Mangope and Pretoria. Hi, Tumelo. Uh, this is Loiso from Tata. You see, I'm going to put this clear as much as possible. The problem is, if you go to hospital to get circumcised, uh, you'll come back, you'll have your celebration, but then we who uh, went to the bush will still call you a boy. We don't care even if you are 50, year, 50 years old. If you went to hospital to get circumcised, you are a boy, you see. Now, the problem uh, with the traditional route is uh, the caregivers. You need to get someone from your own family to take care of the boy. You don't hire someone. If you hire a caregiver, then that boy, well, can have problems. I mean, because the person is hired, the person is making money. But then if it's a family member, they will make sure that uh, the boy is in good health and uh, nothing wrong will happen. But then uh, we should not uh, put this hospital uh, circumcision as an option. It, I mean, it's a shame. I, 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 I know people who've committed suicide because of the shame. So please, let's let's just not uh, entertain this uh, hospital route. Thank you. Okay, let me bring in uh, Lita Hamanas. Uh, we're in conversation with Lita Hamanas, who penned this uh, really interesting piece at uh, the Daily Maverick, um, changing um, the narrative of hospital circumcision shame. And, I, and I'm interested in the fact that so many are responding specifically to the shame element. Um, Mr. Mamgeli Ngam is also with us, Cocta Eastern Cape Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs spokesperson. Mr. Ngam, before we, we went to the break, I, I was trying to get a distinction from you around it seems to me a bit of a shunning of what you're calling initiation schools and you want a distinction between that and Emma Pumeni. Do you want to continue with that thought? You, you, you see, Pumelo, I, 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 I don't want us to, to, to sort of uh, digress, mm-hmm. but it's an issue that remains a concern to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, uh, this English reference to it, it distorts the meaning. You see, uh, but but as I was trying to explain, if you talk initiation schools, I tried to to give an, an explanation that it's a, it's a, it, it it takes the the, the, the the form of your normal schooling, wherein you've got quite a big number of people housed in a particular structure, be it a rondavel or a big structure, where they are being fed in that place. They are being, uh, uh, somebody is, is cooking for them, somebody is fending for all of them. Whereas in a bomber situation, it's, 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 it's about two or three people as I was giving. Okay. People no, who are. So, so, okay? so the, 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 the concept of initiation school that you've just referenced, do you find that problematic? It, it, it does have its own kind of challenges, Pima. Okay. For instance, if we were to talk about uh, 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 the, the number of boys, if we talk about the span of control, for instance, mm-hmm. 
monitoring. We come across a, an initiation school where there are 10 boys, mm-hmm. yet there are two or three caregivers. The span of control there is not enough. And, and, and in the same process, the health conditions there are not favorable for the boys. So, so those are the kind of issues we, we, we normally raise and flag and begin to say, if parents were involved, they would put a stop to some of those things. You see, if, uh, if, uh, if, if everybody else, if all the key stakeholders in that particular area were involved, mm. some of these challenges would be able to deal with. Same applies with the, with the fact that I was raising to say, you do in both kind of environments, you do find pockets of excellence where people are taking all the necessary health precautions. Uh, looking after the kids, uh, dressing the kids properly, avoiding any kind of uh, victimization of the boys. Hence, you find that um, some of these kind of uh, environments are popular, wherein people uh, who do not want to go the Ibuma route, they go to those schools. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to say we do have to answer your question. Mm-hmm. There are pockets of excellence where you find out that there are elders who are taking care of those schools. Whereas in the majority of cases, we find out that, uh, you know, young stars have taken over. Hence, you hear us uh, sometimes, uh, all, all the time, saying mm-hmm. a, a young boys uh, who got circumcised in, in, uh, in, in, in June, I have no business to be in the bush. It's only those people who are senior who are supposed to be, to be, to be, to be taking care of those boys. Because the young ones who have just graduated, they are there to just, uh, you know, impart some kind of, 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 of revenge. To the young ones. So, to answer your question, there are pockets of excellence on both uh, kind of arrangements. Okay, it, it's it's a very complicated. I mean, you you made it so clear, Lita. It's a very complicated discussion. We've run out of time. I'm going to ask that at some point we revisit this. So many people want to comment. So many other issues have come up, and I want to thank you so much, Lita, for bringing this to our attention. Thank you so much, Lita Hermanis is the one that penned this piece, and we'll share it uh, with you online. He's also the author of a book called The Eye of the Eyes of the Naked um, that is also available at uh, reputable stores. Uh, I want to also thank my guest, Cocta Eastern Cape Corporative Governance and Traditional Affairs spokesperson, Mamkele Ngam. Thank you very much for all of your participation. We'll promise you we'll make sure that we come back to this discussion at another time.